Hello, everybody. Thank you once again for joining me on the Speak Life Now radio show. I am your host, Dr. Lisa Speak Life Burrell. Last week, we talked about identity. We're going to talk about it again differently. This will be part two, and I'll tell you the subtopic in a moment. Let's go into prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you once again for this great opportunity to minister to your precious and special people. I want to thank you so much for all that you're doing for us in this time of pandemic in the world, but we're going to keep looking to you, Lord. I thank you so much that no weapon that is formed against us will ever prosper. And I thank you for all the new listeners that are on today. And I thank you for all those that have been following this broadcast as well, that you will pour out a special blessing on them for their faithfulness and loyalty to listen. I thank you so much for all that you're going to do. I thank you for peace or speak peace over the line. And dear Lord, that today that they will understand even the more how much you love them. And I thank you right now in your precious name, Jesus. Last week, we talked about identity. This week, we're going to talk about it as well, but I'm going to talk about it from the um, aspect of, you know, now what? Now what do I do? You know, we're learning more and more about who we are. We have some that are newly converted to um, to Christ. And we have those that have been around for a long time. But now it's a recommitment, a reconnect. And just a newness that's been going on. Um, I know with myself, a newness that's been going on. It's like when I first got saved. And um, we did, when I first got rededicated unto the Lord. And... And that that time that I had with him, it was the most precious thing in the world. And now I'm experiencing it again. Um, uh, I'm gonna go through some scriptures, and other you'll see here how someone else felt, you know, about this relationship and this time with the Lord. So last week we talked about you know identity, and we talked about it out of First Peter two and nine. And I want to just read that one more time uh, for you. In this First Peter two and nine, we talked about, but ye are you are a chosen people. I would think last week I read it in the King James. Let's see, in the King James version, it said, "But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people." Hallelujah. We talked about that last week. I think I might have talked to you out of... Nope, I talked about it in... I think I read... That was the King James. But okay, it's King James Version. But ye are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Hallelujah. That's what the New King James Version says, and the New American Standard Bible says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellence of Him who has called you out of darkness, hallelujah, into His marvelous light. Uh, and I and I just want to bring that back up because I just want you to remember, hallelujah, 
who you are all the time. You got to remember who you are. And then NLT it said, but ye are, ye, are, ye are not like that, for you are a chosen people. Ye are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he has called you out of darkness, hallelujah, into his marvelous light. Like I said before, identity. Now what? What do I do next? And one of the things that I've been doing, um, doing a lot of meditation and um, praying and fasting during this time, we talked about that in Central Personnel, the things that we should be doing. Now, I'm telling you things that we should be doing because I'm doing them. I just want you to know that. Um, I, I um, Recently, just really been in a place that, you know, Lord, uh, what can I do? Am I pleasing you? You know, we want to ask God, is everything that I'm doing, is if now in this time period, is it pleasing you, the things that I'm doing every day? Every day we want to ask that question, is it, am I pleasing you? I want you to know that he loves you so much. And once you realize how much God loves you, you know when somebody loves you and just just pour out their love for you and you know that they love you. It's not about things. It's just about what they do, their loyalty, their faithfulness. And you just know beyond a shadow of doubt how much they love you. And you'd be like, what can I do for you? I mean, what can I do? And that's how I feel about the love that our God has for us, that he gave his only begotten son for us to pull us out of darkness. And there's a scripture passage um, that I want to read for you um, in Philippians. But before I read that, I want you to, I want to read in Ephesians 3 and 20. And it says, now above uh, unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that is working within us. I want you to know that now, but because of your decision to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, there's going to be a power that's going to be working within you. But you have to read, I really want you to read all of um, Ephesians 3 to know how, how that power is going to work. And that power is going to work through some of the things that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to be rooted in love, rooted and grounded in love. You're going to need to have to understand and comprehend the breadth, the depth, the the length of the love that God has for you and for me. You got to try to figure out how much he loves you. And this, this is some of the things, hallelujah, when I'm sitting and try to hold the emotions back, when I'm sitting and meditating, just the thought, just to know that the creator of all loves me, that he will come in and, and commune with me, that one-to-one talking to me, mind-to-mind, letting me know that I'm not alone during this time period. And you have to know that too. You have to um, get to the point that you try to understand how much he loves you. And I need you to know that because a lot of people out there, they're thinking that they've done so much, so wrong, that how can God love them? Well, they, he does. It's just, just go ahead and scrap that. It's nothing that you have done, hallelujah, that, that's going to keep God from loving you. I even talked about this in the um, teaching that I did a while back. 
and it was called power and it was talking about nothing can separate you from the love of God. And you have to know that. You have to know that even like I mentioned last week, once you put Christ on, that you clothe with him, the Christ part of him, which is the anointing, that's the part that is on you. You don't take it off. So even like I mentioned also last week, even when the things in your past try to bombard your mind, well, I did this and I used to be this way and I used to be that way. When these things try to come up on you, the, the key to that is used to be. You're not going to let, hallelujah, your past catch up with you and lead you into your future. No, I said before, the past is behind you. You can look back and you can notice that it's there. I mean, I used to be a lot of things too. We already know that. I've already put that out there. It's like I've said it all that I've done, but I cannot just sit here and always think, well, what I used to be that. No, but who am I now? Who am I now? Who are you now that you have been clothed with Christ? You are loved. That's one thing today. If you don't remember anything else in your identity in Christ, the fact that you are loved. Your DNA is in God. You are loved. Hallelujah. I want to read this passage of scripture that really has been ministering to me because, um, like I said, I'll be sitting there and, um, I can find myself sometime I'll go out and sit out um, on the porch. And before I know it, I've been out there six or seven hours. And it's just like listening to nature, listening to um, everything that's going on, the birds or whatever. Uh, just just in that, in his, just pretty much wrapped up in Jesus, wrapped up in the Lord, just wrapped up. Okay, I'm not trying to be overly deep or anything, but I'm telling you guys, once you just really sit down and really think, like we said on that scripture, that you've been called out of darkness into this marvelous light, that you are now that light to be able to also help others and draw them to the light. Lift Jesus up. That's what they always say. Lift him up and he, you will draw all men to you because of that light that is beaming out of you. Hallelujah. The love that you are experiencing, that love, like the love that I'm experiencing right now, I just want you all to also experience it. That nobody, nothing can love you like the love of God. Nothing. Now, you're going to have different types of love, and we'll end up talking about all of them. But right here, this is that agape love. No matter what you have done, no matter what you have said, nothing, nothing, that nothing can separate you from his love. Nothing. You know, there's a lot of social distancing, and I'll throw this out here right there. There's social distancing going on. But when it's the love of God, there is no social distancing. You see what I'm saying? His love is drawing you closer and closer to him. This is one thing you need to know that this time, this is this distance is shortened because your heart to heart, your mind to mind, hallelujah, my God. Oh, I just want y'all to understand, hallelujah, the anointing of God, his love. There is no distance with him. He don't want you to social distance from him. He wants you to come closer. Come up here. Come closer. Come closer. How you come closer to him? You come closer to him in his word. When you get in the word and you read in Psalms 91 that you are protected. When you get in his word and just realize that, you know, that you can, um, you can praise God at that. 
that 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 you can have a continual praise when you get into his word and find out that that joy that you're feeling that come from the wells of the salvation hallelujah you gotta know that you know that you know no matter what no matter who walks away, no matter what, no matter if you lose a job, no matter if even if you lose a loved one, and I'm not dismissing that, and I'm, I have empathy there, and I understand, I'm just saying you have got to know that just even in that, that God loves you. You have to know it. And in Paul, you know, Paul was well known. Um, he was known as Saul, and he was a Pharisee, a Pharisee. That's what he said, that, you know, he knew the word. He was very educated, very, very, very educated. I mean, he knew the word. You know what I'm saying? But when he had that experience on Damascus Road, and he ended up really, really understanding that he was persecuting the Christians, and even though he thought he was doing it for for God, he found out he wasn't once he had that road, Damascus Road experience. And I want to read to you out of Philippians 3, and I want you to understand that this man, like I said, he was well known. You know, among the religious leaders, he had ranking. He had all that as Saul. But when he changed his name to Paul, it's because he 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 changed. You know what I'm saying? When you put on Christ, you put that anointing on. There is a change. You may not see it all at once, but there is a your soul has been changed, and now all the rest of it is gonna be changed too. And this. I got to read this because I want you to understand that this man here that I'm going to talk about now, the Apostle Paul, what he, oh, let me just read it. In Philippians chapter 3, oh, I'm just going to read it. And this is in J.B. Phillips' New Testament. And you can read it in all different um, versions. I like to read all different versions. But this one I read it. And this one is the one I wanted to share today. And here it is. Yet, this is ta- starting in verse 7. This is starting in verse 7. Yet every, every advantage that I had gained, I considered lost for Christ's sake. Yes, and I look upon everything as lost compared with the overwhelming gain of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. You see what he's saying? He counted everything else as lost because of his gain by just knowing Jesus Christ, my God. For his sake, I did in actual fact suffer the loss of everything. Now, some people may not have lost everything. I've been in a place where I have, but you don't have to lose everything. But this is what he's saying here, that... I, the, in fact, excuse me, I did in, in actual fact consider the loss of everything, but I considered it useless, rubbish, hallelujah, compared with being able to win Christ. You hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying here? For now my place is in him, and I am not dependent upon any of my self-achieved righteousness of the law. So sometimes we can just go ahead and receive, do, have success and have all these things, but he's counting all of that as rubbish. In some, um, that, um, some translation, it says dumb. He counted all as, it's, it's pretty much worthless. That's how he's saying it here. For now in my place, for now my place in him 
And I am not dependent upon my own self-achieved righteousness. I just read that. God has given me the genuine righteousness which comes from faith in Christ. So now it's not self-righteousness. It's righteous. We've been made righteous by Jesus Christ. Huh. This has he this is what the scripture is saying has changed all has changed my ambitions. Now I long to know Christ and the power shown by his resurrection. Hallelujah. Now I long to share his sufferings, even to die as he died, so that I may perhaps attain as he did the resurrection from the dead. This is Paul talking. He wanted to know pretty much what he was saying. All he really wanted to know was Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what he wanted to know. But yet, my brothers, I do not consider myself to have arrived spiritually, nor do I consider myself already perfect. But I keep going on. But I keep going on, grasping every, excuse me, grasping ever more firmly that purpose for which Christ has grasped me. You know, have you ever felt like, you know, it's like, Lord, you, you came into darkness and pulled me to you. You wanted me? You know, have you ever felt that way? That, that you want me? To share, to talk about you. You want me to be the one to help and bring others to the light too. You want me? This is what he's saying. Now you remember now he done persecuted the Christ, um, the Christians, and he did all of that. But this is what he's saying here. Ooh, but I keep going on grasping ever more firmly that purpose for which Christ grasped me. My brothers, I do not consider myself to have fully grasped it even now. But I do concentrate on this. Ooh, I'm trying. Excuse me. But I do concentrate on this. I leave the past behind. I leave the past behind with hands outstretched to whatever lies ahead. I go straight for the goal. My reward, the honor of being called by Christ, by God in Christ. Hallelujah. It's talking about how in one version it said he still hasn't comprehended why the that he was apprehended you know it's that's how i feel and i believe some of you feel the same way but keep going on keep going on and moving firmly towards the purpose that god has apprehended you you have a purpose remember that you was chosen that you're his special possession a holy nation you got to remember these things in your identity. You may not grasp all of it. I mean, I still have it. In this time of this global pandemic, and me, I mean, I think I've been out of work now. Um, it'll be five weeks coming up soon. But um, 
just having the opportunity to get to know the one that apprehended me even more. And I knew him. It's not like I didn't know him. But it's just like this time has done so much for me. To be able to just even try to fathom a little bit and understand how much God loves us. How much he loves us. And you have got to know that God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. You may not understand why he loves you. You may not understand, well, Lord, what is my purpose? Sit, if you have the opportunity, I'm not, I'm not sure who's listening. If you out there and have to be on the front lines, ask the Lord to show you your purpose. I asked him. And for years, I didn't quite understand it all. But I'm walking in it now. I'm, I'm in it now. I'm actually in it now. I'm in my purpose. You're listening to me because I said, yes, Lord. And now I'm in my purpose. You have got to know that the answer is with him. Seek him. In, in, in Matthew 6, 33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things will be added unto you. When all you do is just continue to seek him, like, Lord, show me. I'm looking for your, give me the answer. Jesus, when we talked about in John 14, that he prayed that we wouldn't be comfortless. So he sent the Holy Spirit to dwell with us. We got our counselor on board. We got our teacher on board. We got our advocate on board. Hallelujah. We got our intercessor on board. Hallelujah. You can ask him say well what is my purpose what should I do am I pleasing you Lord hallelujah ask him like Lord whatever you do whatever I do whatever I say whatever I I I, I put out there and talk to people even on social media whatever whatever it is tell me what you want me to do tell me what you want me to say hallelujah that, that you just have to know God loves you and he will direct you I know for some of you it could be confusing time you might even be dealing with some things like fear and all that so I, I heard someone recently say if you want to social distance from something social distance make sure you are social distancing yourself from fear social distancing yourself from doubt social distancing yourself hallelujah from sickness social distancing anything that is contrary to the word of God but you can Come close to him. Hallelujah. There's no social distancing when it comes to the Lord. You you have been invited. You can come close to him. You can get in the word of God. You can talk to him yourself. Just talk to him. Just tell him. Because he already know what you're thinking anyway. There is no social distancing there when it comes to him. Your identity, you can, you can be, you can talk with him. You, you can receive that love from him. Hallelujah. You can receive the direction that you need. He will give you your purpose. You just sit down and talk with him. And sometimes your talking may just mean that you just spinning and say, Lord, I'm going to go out here. I got an hour today. Cause you may not have the time I have. You might have 
um, a house full of kids. You might have to go to work, but you can, even if it's 30 minutes, you're like, I'm going to leave work, leave home a little early. I'm going to sit in my car for 30 minutes uh, or I'm gonna, on my drive to work. I'm cutting off everything. This, this talk to me, Lord, this talk to me. And he will, he will, he will honor that time. I'm telling you, he will honor that time. Remember what he said, but, but Paul said, I, but I kept, I keep going on grasping even more firmly that purpose for which God grasped me while he was grasped, while he was pulled. He's still going to keep going on. like, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? He counted everything he had, all the education, all the possessions. He counted everything as rubbish because he knew none of that was needful. The thing that is needful is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We got a minute. Look at everything that he did for us. We can never, ever forget. We got to remember how much God loves us that he gave his only begotten son for you and for me. We got to remember that. Hallelujah. What's next? Your what's next is to really sit and listen and also get in the word of God even the more, even the more. Get in the word of God and he will give you the answers you need. Yeah, you got mentors. Yeah, you have pastors. You have all of that. But I'm telling you, you got to have a one-on-one relationship with the Lord. And you probably think, me? Yes, you. Yes, you. He is not a respecter of persons. You think he only talking to me? No. He talked to anybody that would sit down long enough to listen. Your identity in Christ. You got to know that you love. That's the only thing that matters. And the power will start to work within you. But you got to have that time and sit down and just commune with him one on one. Sit down and, and, and just listen and get that rush. He will give you the plan. He will tell you how to, how to do everything in your life if you just ask. He is your counselor. He's all of that. Remember this week to speak life over yourself. To speak life over your family. Speak life over your neighborhood. Speak life over this nation. Speak life over this globe. And the key to it all is to speak life now. I'll talk to you all again next week. Bye-bye.